You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live podcast. Got another special guest this week. Got my man D-Watt in the building. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up, Coach? <laughs> First good. I'm good, man. Yes, sir. I'm glad. I'm glad you're a part of it this week. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you letting me be on here. Oh, no problem. Not a problem at all, man. Definitely appreciate you for stopping through on this week's Couch Coach Live. Now, of course, you know we got to get started with the with the Patriot situation. You know, this is very interesting. So. It this was a it was a videographer who caught who was caught taping the Cincinnati Bengals on the sideline on, on um, last Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, is, is all of this is very interesting to me. So, the purpose the the reason why the videographer was there was basically because they were there to film a television show called Do Your Job. And they were essentially, high, they were yeah, they were essentially highlighting an employee that works for the Patriots, and some of that stuff almost put, kind of putting you in the day in the life of the situation. Now, of course, Bengals employees did spot the Patriots videographer, videographer filming the Cincinnati sideline for at least the first quarter of the game versus the Browns on Sunday. So. Just your thoughts on just this whole Patriot situation in general. What's your thoughts yeah, on it? Man. It's tough because, like, I grew up in New England, so, like, I like I was never a Pats fan. So, I don't know, I've been around Pats fans my entire life. I've been through Spygate with them. I've been through Deflategate with them. They always try to deflect it. I really, for the first time, though, I don't think they really did anything wrong, to be honest. I think, like, if they were going to do anything, it wouldn't be against the Bengals. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't think they're trying to cheat, like, get some extra tips on the Bengals. Maybe, I mean, maybe they are, but, I mean. But, yeah, I get you. I, get, I totally get, understand. Yeah. Like, I've been around, I've been around that stuff. I don't know. They, they try and take the easy way around things, you know? But sometimes it's almost, if you don't, if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win. <laughs> fair enough, too. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, to me, what's weird about all this is almost like, it's, it's almost in a sense like the boy who cried wolf, where in a sense where when there's smoke, there's fire, because mm-hmm. this, 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 the spy gate, the is almost eerily similar to what happened. I mean, this was going on now is similar to what happened in Spygate. Because, you know, when yeah. they were actually filming, I think it was the, the Packers and the Jets um, games and what have you. And actually, the, 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 they were credentialed, the people who were, you know, the, the, the videographers at that particular time, they were credentialed. And they were working for what they call "quote unquote" like craft TV or stuff like that, or, or they were working for some type of patriot-esque type of television show. 
And it's it's yeah. funny that this is like yeah, eerily this similar. Is like do your job TV show kind of thing. Yeah, and <laughs> a part a of me. Yeah, and it's one of the things where it's like, and and, and this is what just happens. You, and we almost at the scene of a crime again. Like if you committed a crime twelve years ago, and you're in the same spot twelve years ago, eerily in the eerily the same position. Of course, there's going to be some type of blame. There's going to be a type of, you know, there's going to be some cause and some, like, you know, this is going to make you kind of be, kind of make you wonder, like, what happened. And you might be right where it may not be nothing going on, but they've had a, such a sketchy past where it's like you're at a point now where what do you believe? And yeah. they were very, they were very forward and very transparent as far as admitting what has what happened, but <clears throat> that same token, you're like, then you know, I mean, you can even go back to even the first Super Bowl where they was allegedly recording the Rams um, walkthrough in the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't even know they did that back in the day. That's what. Well, that was that, that's what that was alleged. That was alleged yeah. that they did that, and I'm like, call for that one. And what yeah. was weird because and that was one of the things where I kind of shrugged under the rug back in the day because like well it's just a walkthrough, but then when you seeing this type of this type of pattern, and they said they've um, I think it was uh, I think it was an article that was in Business Insider that said that they would have credential members of the Patriots who would go to games and would be under what they would call like craft TV. Or something that's similar to what you know what they were doing Sunday in Cincinnati, and a part yeah. of me is just, and it's one of the things where it's like I just want to know what's, uh, I don't even think we're ever going to know what's actually on those tapes itself. That's going to be the yeah, interesting I, thing about what's going to be on those tapes. I just want to know why they would even bother doing that stuff and putting it to risk in the first place. Like they're good enough to not have to do that crap, you know. It yeah, but a part like of me, yeah, yeah, and then a part of me is just like, I even go back to even when they beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, and it's, I always, and that's just, and they, it's weird, right, and it's weird <laughs> because the whole, like, I still think, even though they, they even, you know, the, the Malcolm Butler play, and I felt like it's almost like they seen that coming. And it's like, how does that happen? Like, that normally never, ever happens where you're actually, you were in the right Pacific spot. And they're claiming it's, that, it's, well, that happened in practice in August. Do you, think about it. We're in December. You're ready to head into January. Just imagine, add yeah, another six or seven too. weeks. Yeah. Do you remember something that you did in August? Like routinely, you know. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a good point though, because like they probably said, like we've seen that on tape, that play in that certain down distance type thing. Like they're trying to win the game. Like it makes sense. Obviously, we all know the Seahawks just sort of given the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and the game would have been over in that's true. One back to back Super Bowl, so exactly. But <laughs> yeah. Somehow the Patriots always seem to figure out a damn way to make it happen for them. Right, and that's the thing. <laughs> and that's where it's just like, it's just weird how all this is just, you know, and especially just to coincide what's going on now and then just the whole, 
everybody's thinking that all oh, this dynasty is over, which we talked about it where we like we we we're not gonna say nothing until it's actually over until they yeah. actually lose yeah, the play. Yeah, I told you earlier. I was like, I will not believe the dynasty is over until they have a losing record, basically, and don't and don't make it to the AFC Championship game. Once they don't make it to the AFC Championship game, then talk to me. But yeah, yeah, like <laughs> until then. Yeah, because it was because yeah, it was funny because I remember when they lost to Denver, what like four years ago. And it felt surreal, like, dang, the Pages not make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It felt, uh, it felt very strange. It's like the, Warriors, the Golden State Warriors in the NFL. Yeah. And now, well, God, this is more, obviously. But. <laughs> and speaking of surprising, I mean, I swear to you, every day I look at that standings for the NBA, and I'm thinking to myself, I cannot believe that the Golden State Warriors, even though they had all these injuries, I still cannot believe that this is the worst team in the, in the NBA. They don't know. I think they've lost like twenty games already. I think. Dude, well, I think they're creeping. Dude, you or I could have coached that team, and they would have won the championship. No <laughs> doubt. Doesn't matter to the coaches. When they no have doubt. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Kevin Durant, like that's it's game over. You don't even right. need to coach. Right. You just give them the ball. Tell them to make plays. Yeah, and, it's, and that's that simple. Yeah, it really and, was. Right, and they're the but same age. They make it look nice, but yeah. they'll figure out a way regardless. Yeah, and they're the same age, so it's, it's not like a situation where, you know, they kind of mesh well together anyway regardless. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, it ain't like a situation where, it's, you know, there's a younger guy trying to get shine versus the older guy who think he's, you know, who think he still think he's in his 20s still doing his thing, but they are the same age. They kind of were in their primes anyway. They were in the beginning of their primes. Yeah. So so with the Patriots now, we're talking about the Patriots now. Their biggest kryptonite was, of course, Eli Manning, and we got to talk about the Eagles (laughs) versus the Giants matchup last um, last night on Monday Night Football. Just your thoughts on on just the the matchup itself and then just Eli in general. Um. The matchup itself, I mean, I was impressed by the Giants for a while. Like, the first three quarters of that game, they looked awesome. Yeah. I was like, Eli looking pretty classic, Eli. Like, I was not surprised to see him, after not playing for however many weeks it's been, just come back and, like, do what he normally did. Like, it's not like he was amazing, but, you know, he did his, like, maybe one or two touchdowns. Through for like he was consistent through the thing, but the fourth quarter, like I wasn't surprised to see them collapse either. <laughs> Completely just yeah fell apart, and I knew like the Eagles needed it so badly, so badly. But oh yeah, I was rooting like as a Redskins fan myself. I was rooting for the Giants to win just because if they win, it helps our draft position. Oh, yeah, because at this point, I mean, and plus, you think about it, I would rather play a fourth-place schedule next year than a third-place. We've been playing third-place, like, for the last, what, three years? <laughs> for real. Yeah, doesn't seem to help us. Not at all, and not at all. <laughs> but, yeah, the, and I, I always think it's always funny how, how like, football in a weird way, in a, in a weird way like, plays itself out. 
Because when you look at, look at the, um, the situation that has transpired, you're looking at, maybe we looked at like four or five weeks um, ago and looked at, dang, the Eagles and the, and the Giants are playing. Like both of these teams, one team is like horrible. The other team is like uh, like hovering below 500. And then we got the opportunity to, to possibly see Eli Manning for the last time in prime time. Yep. And it's yep. just funny how this game I don't is think that's how it's yeah. play out though. I don't hmm. think that's how it's gonna play out. I think Eli will probably go play a year or two somewhere else after this year, to be honest. I, part of me you I know think, what? I think someone will give him a one year contract. And a part of me thinks like he still got something left in the tank because you think about it, even though it's funny how now you can say this and kind of like, okay, well, you, it's, it's possible. But Eli's going to be 39 in, next month. Mm-hmm. And normally, you know, the, the, the train of thought back in the day was, well, 39, oh, she, he should hang it up. But now we got Tom yeah. Brady, who's, what, almost 43, he'll be 43 in August. And he's yeah. playing and yeah. yeah, and he's playing at, at, at a pretty good level. I mean, for somebody at 42 years old, I mean, he's mm-hmm. playing – I mean, he's not like a world beat. He's not an MVP, but I mean, he's still getting the job done at that, you know, at that age. And then mm-hmm. you're looking at Eli, who's 39. Uh, but I don't know. Part of me, and like maybe because I get caught up in this nostalgia and kind of getting, you know, caught in like how you know it's how almost like get off my lawn type the old man cat like where it's like I want to <laughs> gotta be somewhere for you know for the you know for his whole entire career. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just fitting that a guy like a like a Daniel Jones, who is pretty much almost just like him as far the as just like version of Eli. yeah, it's <laughs> it's just a younger version yeah, of him. Yeah. yeah, especially yeah. with the you know with their um their relationship with David Cutcliffe and just all different types of mm-hmm. sim- you know similarities that they've had. And then just yeah. the whole thing with him, I just think just the whole. And it's, you know, I definitely didn't think he was going to be cut. He, he's one of those type of guys who really exceeded my expectations. I really didn't think he was going to be that kind of guy that could be a, a quarterback for a, one of the biggest markets in America, in New York. I didn't think he could, like, withstand that. But he's, you know, he's been even killed throughout the whole 16 years of his career. And it, it just amazed me of just – when every time you doubt this guy, it's like he rose to the occasion. And it's just so, so yeah. Let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you were the Giants, which quarterback would you rather have on your team? You know what I mean? You're Phillip Rivers. Ooh. You know what? And, that's, and, you know, this is one of those type of questions where if you would have asked me six weeks ago, I would have said Phillip Rivers. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't think I. I don't know. I think me and you talked about this one day, but I don't know. It might have been. But I don't know if I remember when I told you. It's so weird. The decline of Philip Rivers is just so. It's almost like if it's. It, it was sudden, and it's weird to think that. That the Chargers got rid of Drew Brees, for almost essentially for the youth movement and Philip Rivers. And he, and Drew Brees about to outlive, uh, is about to outlive him NFL wise. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think if you put Philip Rivers on the Giants, they might have three or four Super Bowls. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if yeah, if the trade didn't go down, yeah, if the trade didn't go down. Philip Rivers has the desire to win a lot more than Eli, at least in my eyes. Like he wants, to, yeah, he is way more of a competitor. He wants to beat you, and he wants to nail you to the ground. Eli just like he's just a, he's a player. Like he's a good player. Yeah, he yeah he's even killed. That's why like because I I never thought coming out that he would actually win two Super Bowls, and then for him to beat an undefeated team in the Patriots and then and actually to beat the Patriots twice. I'd never yeah, envisioned that he was going to be like that. You can't even like um, like dream up those types of scenarios how that happened though. Like yeah. crazy crazy flute players. Crazy like that's how football works though. It's how the football yeah. rolls and that's how it works. But and the, like, and the, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Eli did. He earned those two Super Bowls he won, for sure. Oh, no doubt. But, and also to go back on to your point, too, and that's another thing where I kind of, you respect him now thinking about, you know, going back to 2004 where I was like, oh, man, he's such a jerk. Why wouldn't you want to go to San Diego? But like you said, I'm guarantee you, Eli's going to get to the Hall of Fame. I mean, regardless, I think, just just the fact that the two Super Bowls. But if he would have been in San Diego, yeah, and trust me, if he would have been in San Diego and almost and didn't win a ring, oh, he wouldn't have even been in the the Hall of Fame. So almost essentially, he basically, you know, he basically, you know, helped himself out by winning two rings and actually, and fairly or not, he's going to make the Hall of Fame. Just yeah. on the sole fact of, you know, beating the Patriots twice. He's actually had yeah. what they call like a Hall of Fame moment. And then you look at, like yeah. you said, if he had Phillip yeah. Rivers, it would have been, a, you know, that could have been, and if he would have been in, in San Diego, who knows what could have happened. And that's another team where they just had so much potential, but they just can never, ever get there and then I think it's just it's just it's almost like they're snake bitten in a sense. Mm-hmm. He's had yeah. so many opportunities but Yeah, I yeah. Rivers gets them so close and then I don't know if it's their defense, I don't know if like the receivers. I think mean, Keenan Allen gets her a good amount. He is a stud. Keenan Allen's a man but Yeah. Uh, and even like, I want to see yeah. the Chargers do well, because I used to love what Daniel Tomlinson back in the day. Oh, yeah. Like, he was he was that dude. He yep. was a man. And then what's so, like, funny, was, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And what's funny about it, and it's almost like, what's next for Phillip Rivers? It's almost weird how, in essence, we kind of, you know, we want to, um, you know, have Eli just, you know, ride off in the sunset. But then it's almost like, what about Phillip Rivers? Yeah. People want to see Eli ride off in the sunset way more than they do Phillip Rivers. No one cares about that, really. I mean, I honestly, like, if you look at the career stats, Phillip Rivers' stats are, um, like, way above Eli's. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Right, right. Yeah. Like, yardage-wise, touchdowns-wise, all that. He's probably throwing maybe a few more interceptions, but. Yeah, and that's a thing too where Eli wouldn't have had those type of stats in San Diego. 
and he wouldn't have had the rings, and he definitely wouldn't have been in the Hall of Fame. If he would have had his numbers in San Diego, you would you, it wouldn't even be in a conversation. Like at least there would be a conversation where the room could be divided. It would probably be like ninety ten if he stayed in San if if he stayed in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It'd have been, and it was funny because I was hearing how people, you know, in the beginning of the year they were talking about well, what can Philip Rivers go, and a lot of people were saying he should go to the Titans. And then I'm thinking to myself, not so fast now when you think about the resurgence of Ryan Tannehill, who might become one of the hottest free agents in the, in the, in the, in the, in the 2020 quarterback free no agency. One that who are you telling him? He was left yeah. for dead in Miami, and now he's getting ready to lead the Tennessee Titans to the AFC, to the AFC South title, possibly. I would love to see them win. I got a friend that's a big old Titans fan, like, Die hard for so long. He was all on the Mariota train for a while, and now he's like, "Screw Mariota! I want him." I know. <laughs> I love Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that class of 2015 quarterback draft has just it's just it it went from becoming a really put had great potential to now it's just like, boy oh boy, mm. it's just, it's yeah. how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, it's tough, man. Quarterback drafts every year, like yeah. hit or miss all the time. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be wise. Yeah, that's why I'm really pissed what the Redskins were picking Dwayne Haskins this past year. And now it's funny that you did you talk about Dwayne Haskins and the Washington and our Washington Redskins. Now, of course, on Sunday they did take a loss. And with that loss, they have been officially eliminated from the playoffs, which even at three and ten to be eliminated in the playoffs with ten losses, it's a good it's a good feeling when you think about it. That you you know that you only just recently been eliminated from playoff contention. Yeah, I, I yeah, I literally thought a few weeks ago like there we didn't have any chance. So just like when I found yeah. out. Before this Packers game, that we still had somewhat of a chance to make it, I was like, "Hey, maybe there is a chance." You're saying there's a chance. No, yeah, Jim Carrey. But uh, <laughs> literally, I feel like there's two types of wrestling fans. There's the fans that love to see the team win, no matter what, and you're happy for them. And then there's the other types that are like. Why are we trying to win? Like, we should just be trying to get the draft pick. Like, it doesn't matter if the season's lost. Like, our team sucks. Where Where are you on that? On that? I'm at a point where I just I just want a team to be competitive. I really, exactly. I'm, I'm really, I, honestly, I'm in the middle. I do get the ones who want to get a, 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 a lower draft pick because, of course, there's a Chase Young. And then you got to think about it. What would you rather have, Chase Young on your team or you face him twice a year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think about it theoretically. And a part of me, and then I'm, I hate the ones who, if something's bad, they want you to be like, if you got nothing good to say, if you got something bad to say, don't say nothing at all. No. And, the, and during some of these stretches, this team looked lifeless. And, it, and it's just, it is what it is. Like, there's no sugarcoating it. When you're getting your ass beat by double digits every week, 
there's there's nothing to smile about. There's yeah. nothing to smile about. There's nothing there's nothing positive about getting beat consistently week after week by double digits. There's nothing that you can – the way this league is set up now, where it's, it's professional football, there, isn't, there shouldn't be that type of parity in the league where you – you know, we were playing games where we were like 14, 10-point underdogs. Like, not, you should not – especially when you are – when you are a general manager or anybody who is running a team, with you have paid professional athletes, everybody's on the same wavelength. Everybody's got is playing for a check. Everybody's got a wife, kids, baby needs shoes, wife need purse. This type of environment, right? Every, these are this is professional football. Like there should be no yeah. way that this team week in and week out get beat consistently like they did and it's just it's embarrassing like you can't you know you can't just sit here and like lose the teams it's just like yes. and, and it looks horrible and it goes 2 and 14 and be the laughing stock of the freaking NFL no because and that's the thing about it because and that's why and people just think that's, that that's that's cool but I'm like it's not cool not when you when you know especially and it's funny, and I and I get upset because a lot of it because, and I use and I was I'm telling you in August when when I read USA Today, and I seen the Redskins, they had the Redskins being like two and fourteen or three and thirteen. Yep. yep. I really I wanted. Tom's interview. He laughed at it. I was I was getting ready to <laughs> rip that. True. I was getting ready to rip that two dollars and fifty something cent newspaper yeah. and throw it in the <laughs> trash because I was like, there's yeah. no way in hell that this team. Could be that bad. Too much and, and, Right. And the thing, and that's the thing about it. That's what upsets me because it's weird because in this game against the Packers, I really thought that's how the season was going to play out, where the defense was going to kind of carry them, and I knew the offense was going to struggle. Because, you know, think about it after what happened with um, Alex Smith, the offense just went, just, just tanked. So. I figured this was going to just be what's going to happen. But that game looked exactly like an Alex Smith game. You sure it did. Like it really was. Wayne Haskins was playing like Alex Smith. And the defense played how they did last year. Right. And strange. I figured, and even for a team like a Green Bay who is now 10-3, and, and this is the type of game that you need to be in. You need to be in these type of games, and you just need to be competitive. That's all, I, that's all you want as a football team. And that was – I'm more, I'm more proud of that than kind of almost in a sense kind of some of the some of the wins well a handful of wins we've had, but yeah. just to go out there and fight, like just go out there and fight and play like yes we're not that you good but at the defense. same token the defense is fighting so hard right which makes me really happy to see and I that's mean, what you great want the DC is going to be out this year. He's, yeah, like I don't think even if they play really well the rest of the season, I don't think he's gonna start around. No, basically. And either. that's another thing, like why we need to keep playing hard. Like if we show that we have something and Dwayne Haskins plays well, that's gonna attract some sort of head coach to at least have some sort of influence to come to right. Washington. Right, you and that's what it's all about. You need to show something. Like, no one's going to want to come to Washington. Don't know that the general manager and the owner are already crazy, poisonous mess. 
Right. So, like, if you can just show that there's some sort of potential with the squad that you have, that will definitely, like, at least get you someone that, like, is somewhat intriguing, you know? Yeah, and that's what and that's what you you want a guy who can come in and wow you and look at what Dwayne has done. You look at his plays and you're like, okay, he throws a little bit. He throws it with a little zip. How can you fix that? I can fix it by this. I can help him mechanically. I can help mm-hmm. him read the defense better. I can help him slow the game down. I want to be there. I'm. This is get. This is the guy who is going. I'm, who. If he don't succeed, I'm going to get fired yep. type of mentality. Yes. You ride or die with that, dude. You have to ride or die with him because at the end of the day, all you're going to do is just going to have a chain of events that we have had, has had in the past. And they yep. really just have to be smart with this hire. And, I don't, and people say, you know, that they needed to go big and have a big name. I get that. But you just want somebody who's here. No, Dick, I don't just, want. I don't want a big man. That's what the Redskins are classic for. Right, what, and then right. And is known for getting those big names, and then nothing ever ends up working out. And you know, I put it yeah. gonna, They need like a hard nosed coach for the first time in a lot long time. And what's weird is, and what kind of frustrates me more so than him is just the simple fact of just how he's picked coaches. And the type of leeches that they've had, like Jay Gruden shouldn't have been here for six years, compared to when you had Marty Shanahan that was only here for one year, which yeah, I think they screwed up that bad. big time. They screwed and, up so badly. Yeah. And Marty Shanahan was great. And then somebody had the nerve. I was reading an article maybe like a few weeks ago talking about some Brian Shanahan was gonna come. I'm like, there's no way in hell. Like That's Brian Shanahan, out of all people, gonna come. Yeah. Hell no. They are not. They he is. You, I can, no. If he does that, yeah. I don't know what, the, if something, right, you're going to be paying that man like $20 million to coach his team. If, yeah, nah, And that's not going to happen. And it's then, Shanahan, honestly, I don't think they should have got rid of Shanahan. No. And me personally, I, mean, I don't think so. Right, and, mm-hmm. and see, oh, and that's I the problem, that. right. He didn't want to be. Right. They wanted him to keep in that offense where they had the option, the read option, and all that type of stuff. And he didn't want to be the running quarterback. He wanted to be a pocket passer more. And they were like, you know, basically fired the coaches. Hey, Gruden comes in, tries to make it a pocket passer for a game. Exactly. Saw how well that worked work. out. And it didn't work. <laughs> now, not even close. And now it's funny that you bring up RG three, and this is something I really wanted to talk about. But I'm, I'm I guess you're the perfect person I can talk to about this. Now, mm-hmm. I really, you know what, the success of Lamar Jackson, you know, a lot of people who really aren't crediting, who is I think who I think behind the scenes is really helping him, is RG three. Oh yeah, it's weird because to me, it's almost like. When when they when they signed him, I was like, that is such a good, that is such a good role model for Lamar Jackson. He's the perfect role model. They both went to, I think, traditionally or, or basketball schools, and and turned and, and became Hasman Trophy winners in football. You know, respectively with Bell and then with Louisville. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, both were, yeah. you know, both essentially were, quote, unquote, the running back, per se, you know, coming out. And it's weird how we expected Lamar Jackson almost to have an RG3 type of sophomore year. And to get this, we figured RG3 was going to have a Lamar Jackson sophomore type of year, his second uh-huh. campaign. That stuff did not happen. And it's so weird, but like, how that has happened. Lamar Jackson is, like, it's been proven this year that he is a way better better passer than RG3 ever was. Yeah, but, yeah, like, I just want me to understand. Oh, yeah, no doubt. RG3 had his moments, obviously, like in the Cowboys yeah. game on Thanksgiving, which is, like, the best day of my life, pretty much. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like, I mean, he's faster. He's more accurate. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. But it's great that they have him as a backup to teach him. Like, RG3 also did not a slide. So that oh, no. Thing too. Right, Lamar knows how to slide, at least, get down and avoid the hits. He's almost like... Russell Wilson in that way, where he knows yeah. how to like kind of contort his body so that when he knows he's about yeah. to hit, he kind of just like falls and, in a certain way so yeah. that it doesn't hurt him. And, and that uh, is yeah, yeah. So like in RG three and like having him as a backup, they don't have to change their style of offense. Like they have That's the true. two quarterbacks that are pretty similar in style. So yeah. In case anything happens to one of them, the other one can step right in. They don't really have to change much. So yeah. it's, it's just genius in Baltimore's, like, on Baltimore's court. Like, their offensive coordinator has done an amazing job with what's going on over there. Um, part of me is like, Greg Rowan, you, you, you think you haven't thought about coming across the other side of the Bellway? Yeah, it's like you want to head away. <laughs> Hey, you know, but you know, I, I you know, Eric Benenemy. Oh, Benenemy, yeah, Benenemy, yeah, yeah. Which exactly said how to say his name? I know I've heard that today. I'm like Bob Beware. It's something about Andy Reid's assistance. I'm because I'm so I'm still caught up in the Matt Nagy type of situation where we was I was singing his praises last year, and now even though they are. Cheap, they're over five hundred, but it's just like, uh, I mean, only really, only. Uh, I mean, you think about Doug Peterson, the only really Andy Reid assistant who you like. Okay, well, yeah, that. But all his other assistants, he, I, I'm a little leery about them. Yeah, we've been burned by Andy Reid too many times. I don't. I like. Yeah. I'd actually rather stay away from anything related to him. Yeah, yeah then I, and then a lot of it, yeah. and then. Oh, but I don't, you know, it's weird, like, all this stuff is just, it's just interesting how that thing is going to play out, and I'm really excited at how this coding search is going to, like, going to transpire, and just how, you know, how Black Monday is going to be, I'm really envisioning how that's going to be a crazy day around the league, and Mm -hmm. who's going to be the first, who's going to be the first um, coach to get fired and get hired, which I think Ron Rivera is going to be on that list. I think Ron Rivera is going to be one of those guys. He's going to be, I think, he's going to be like an Andy Reid where he was fired on a Monday. He could get a job by Friday. Oh yeah, I would, I would take Ron Rivera as the Redskins head coach. I Redskins. would too. I would too. <laughs> I would be hyped on that. Yeah, like, because I, yeah, because I mean, a guy that's and, got a good track record. He's a hard nosed dude. Like 
he's played in the league, played linebacker for the Bears and the best defense yeah. of all time. Yeah. Like, get that hard-nosed-ass man on our coaching staff and yeah. let him figure things out. And I really, I actually, I really like, I really like his his demeanor. I think a lot of it too. And I, I, I don't know if you've seen the, um, they had an Amazon. I think Amazon had a um, had a series out with Carolina Panthers last year, and then I was able to catch a little oh, I snippet. I never watched that. I saw they had it. I never watched it though. Yeah, and then I was so able I to catch a snippet. And I was able to catch yeah. a snippet on um, of his of his going, you know, his um his last press conference, and I'm like, man, this dude is a good. Guy, he would be great for our program. I mean, mm-hmm. not like we college, but he would be great for our program. I think he would be. Well, I think you can kind of get that kind of that you know the personality, somebody who cares, you know, someone who's genuine, and um, yeah, you know, structure, structure. Right, they need structure. Main thing, they need structure. They can't just let players like. Think it's all fun and games, right? It's kind of how it was under Jay. Like Jay didn't really have them under control, and Jay just did like that. stuff like, that he was, just... he was a player's coach. We don't we we're not good enough of a team to be having a coach that's a player's coach. Yeah, and you're it's... not very good. You have to have a coach that can get you in line and get you disciplined, and not having six holding penalties a game. Right and just, you're right, and that's where the discipline lies. Where that's and that's where the the issues are. Mm-hmm. When you look at, or especially offensively, when you look at, I mean, you think, boy, you turn those penalties. I mean, you know, you turn those penalties into drives that are sustainable, and you know, and poor Dustin Hopkins, we're gonna kick him to death. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, essentially, it's always yeah. Like, sometimes we'll get to the 15-yard line, and we might as well kick a field goal now because we're probably going to go back about 20 more yards. Correct, right. Fourth down. So, like, now we could have just kicked a 20-something-yard field goal. Right, and you hurt yourself. Now we're kicking a 40-something-yard field goal. Right, and you hurt yourself in that process. And that's one thing where it's just like the next person comes in, it's just, like I said, I don't, I mean, if I had a wish list, like, of big names, it probably would be it, my shortlist would be a guy like a John um, a John Harbaugh. Yeah. Well, who's okay? Not John. Um, well, the one that's in Michigan because John is Jim. in Baltimore. Oh, Jim. Because Jim is yeah. Jim. Jim is at Michigan. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. I don't know why I get them too confused. I never understand why I do that. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought that a while ago. I mean, but he hasn't been able to be at Ohio State since he's been there, so. Yeah, and that's why I think he should go back to the league because in yeah, essence, I don't think he's going to reach back. his ceiling. Because, yeah. like, and like someone said, the way Ohio State recruits, there's no way on earth he's going to be able to compete with that. No, no way. He's not going to compete. Like, and, yeah. the thing, like everyone would want to come play for Jim Harbaugh, and they probably they probably got a lot of recruits that way. But Ohio State is Ohio State. And, they had Urban Meyer, and now they have Ryan Day, and like it's just a whole different atmosphere there. Right, and now you think about, especially now, if you look at just for the standpoint of, and, and I think it's academically too, where it's hard to get into Michigan than Ohio State. So Is it? yeah, I didn't know. I'm... Yeah, and that's why somebody brought up the point. 
don't know if you remember. Well, of course, it's before your time. It's kind of almost before my time. I don't want to date really too much date myself. <laughs> Not trying but, to date yourself. <laughs> but, but with Notre Dame, they did this thing called Prop 48. And okay. that's when they start allowing, like, kids. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you remember when, well, you won't, we, yeah, you won't born, but, but when Notre Dame won a national championship, they had a quarterback by the name of a guy named Tony Rice. So okay. Tony Rice. Yeah, no, I remember Tony yeah, Rice. Yeah, so Tony Rice, he was one of those Prop 48 guys where it's like he, you know, he was, he was the first year he was academically ineligible to play. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they were, I know someone was suggesting that they should, you know, start getting those type of guys, a prop, what they call Prop 48. I think it's Prop 48, or Prop, prop 40 something, where they can get guys yeah. with lower academic standards to get in. And I'm just like, I, they just, I just like, and as I said with Harbaugh, like, I mean, each year he's going to be measured against Michigan, and, and he no, can't even get to the. And they can't get to the – and in order for him to get to the playoff, he got to beat Ohio State. And it's almost like I don't think he ever is going to get to that point. Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't get in trouble, those schools are going to have enough scholarships to hand out the, the top recruits, you know. No doubt, so right. It's going to be on the recruits to decide where they want to go. But then it's just like – yeah. I know. If I was a recruit, I wanted to head back to the U – Trying to bring back the Miami Hurricanes, but right, right. <laughs> trying to make them relevant again, but yeah, with Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State's just been dominating for so long. Michigan hasn't been doing jack. They and gotta, that's why, I, and that's why I think he should head back to the NFL. In my personal opinion, even though it may not be with us, but I think he should head back to the NFL and really start taking a hard look. Because I think there's going to be a lot of good jobs available this year. And I think I it should I, be a situation. I wish I knew he was getting paid at Michigan. He's probably making bank at Michigan, though. Oh, yeah. He's making money at Michigan. Like, probably as much as a head coach in the NFL. Like, for a crappy team. Yeah, he's probably getting They're paid. Close, probably, close to it. Probably getting paid almost as like what Zach Taylor is in, in, in probably Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know, because you know, because you know the um, the Bengals are cheap. Yeah, that's why they, that's why they, that's why they kept um, Marvin Lewis for like almost twenty years. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but, Marvin Lewis was a good dude, though. Can't oh yeah, he's great. Lewis. Oh, he's great. Yeah, oh, he's great. <laughs> yeah. But you but you think about like like in most cases, if your team doesn't get out the first round for what, what since like yeah. the nineties. He's yeah. out there. He's straight years, yeah. yeah he was the generally. in Washington for a while too, right? For at least a couple years. Yeah. yeah. I think he came the year after they won that because he was with Baltimore and he came over to D.C. And then that's when he got that job at Cincinnati. He crossed the beltway. <laughs> yep, he crossed the beltway to get that money. And a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys who couldn't cross the beltway. But, um, yeah, you got yeah, to do what you got to do. And I mean, it was solid, but um, yeah, it's just one of the things where it's just like I, it's gonna be interesting how that's gonna play out, and I definitely, definitely gonna be looking forward to who will be the new head coach of this of this franchise and and going forward. So let's I'm talk thinking, a little. Yeah, if I had to make one guess of who the next Redskins coach is gonna be, 
Who would you say if you had to pick one dude? Who do you think it would be? I would say Jim Harbaugh. I'll let you go first. You think I'd say Jim, Jim Harbaugh? Harbaugh that's if yeah. you had to pick one guy. Not that you want to be the coach, but like, who do you think it actually would be? Okay, if it okay, if it would be realistically. Yeah, like who do you think it will? Because it's not going to be Bill Callahan. Oh no, hell no! If that's Bill Callahan, I'm <laughs> I'm going to ask all. I'm going to ask. Grown ass men, like, look, can, can, am I allowed to change a football team? <laughs> At 35 years old, am I allowed to change my football team? Nope, nope. I'm gonna act slow. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's when I'm gonna start running a poll, every, asking everybody on the street, like, look, can a 35 year old man change yeah, a football team? Start of a petition. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I, and it's weird. So if I had a prediction, mm, I'm and now I'm okay. A part of me, and I'm going on Snyder logic, and this is like a dark horse, but I do think he do want to get a splashy guy. If it's, if I'm thinking, I'm I'm getting name you two guys. One who's a splashy and one who's gonna um who can, who might shock you. I can see Daniel Snyder giving like Urban Meyer like twelve million twelve million dollars. Mm-hmm. I can see him giving him a. I see. I can see him back in the yeah. Brinks truck because Gruden gets what like ten million, and that he's yeah. been there what like two years. So I think the price of twelve million dollars is not. I mean, it would be the market value of what, you know, Gruden would be if he would have got a deal, you know, in 2020. And then the sleeper one, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised he's if he the gets five bowls. He's got the McLaurin connection. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that whole Ohio State thing going for him. Ohio State. And then the dark horse, I would not be surprised because Dale Snyder is a nostalgic kind of guy. Which I don't blame him because he's a fan. my thunder here. Todd Bowles. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I thought it was some odd reason. My there. <laughs> and then, you know, he, he's friends with Doug. Doug, Doug. Doug is his boy. Doug Williams is his boy. Mm-hmm. I, it was funny. And I don't know. I'm telling you. And that's one of the things where it's almost like, you know how, like, you. I don't. It's, it's more like a permonition. I. I've I've heard like articles say that, but I don't really like read those and take those serious. But a part of me has a feeling that if Doug is still there, even the, God knows if Bruce is still there, Doug's gonna be could, there. Before, he's gonna be there longer than Bruce. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then don't I was like, don't be. I hate these people that saying Bruce could be out as early as Wednesday. I'm like, man, don't do that. Nah. Like don't say stuff nah. like that and try to get me, get me a little excited. Get me all excited. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Not gonna happen. Clickbait. Yeah. Todd Bowles was definitely my like my most realistic prediction. Yeah. My out of the box prediction probably would have been Urban Meyer too. So now I'm trying to backtrack and think about who someone else would have been. Yeah, because uh, a part of me, I was going to say 
um, Lincoln Rally, but I think Lincoln Rally is, is on a short list no, for the Cowboys. I think he's going to Dallas. If he's going, if he's going to leave Oklahoma, he's going to Dallas. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I don't even think he's going to leave because I think he just got it too good. He's yeah. got it too good. Like He's got and, it way too good. There's no I, reason to leave unless, like, right. and that's why that I, prime job. And, yeah. this, and the weird thing about it, though, with him being so young, it's almost like do you take that chance or do you look at your long term where you know if you go here, you're going to be just as revered as Bob Stoops. Where when you, you know, he's, what, 36 now. So when he's mm-hmm. 56, almost 60 years old in 20-plus 20 20 years, he's going to be revered. I mean, he may, you know, and, he, and who's to say? And the way things are going, I mean, he has a chance to be in the national championship every year. And even with Stoops only going, what, he only won one, you know, one, but he's always competitive every year. Compared yeah. to a Cowboy situation where if if stuff hit the fan, you gone. You can yeah. be un- you can be totally knocked off the the coaching carousel by the time you forty. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think every end of, or any head coach, probably in college, their goal is still like obviously it's to win a national championship. But there's nothing more than winning a Super Bowl, you know? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Getting in the NFL to try and win a Super Bowl with a team. Like, if you're a good enough coach, you should at least give it a shot. Like, find a team that you think might have an opportunity for that and see what happens. If yeah. it doesn't work, be like Nick Saban. He went to the Dolphins, or right, heads right back to Alabama. Now he's the greatest college football head coach of all time. Yeah, and he's re- and he's like, revered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's revered. Like that. it's almost like you forget <laughs> about it. Yeah. And that's like, where no it's, one right. about him being in the NFL at all. Right. <laughs> because he just like right, he's able to change that around and like that situation because people hated that Nick Saban was down. Mhm. Cause I mean, when he was getting off the F, F, uh, in the tarmac, yeah, I mean, he won't, it won't like a fanfare per se. I mean, it was a uh, you know. Yeah, he's a, he's an interesting fellow. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I think it's either gonna be one of those, but I do, um, but I do see that happening if possible, because I can see I Daniel Snyder making that. a splash. Yeah, I'm thinking Todd Bowles. Would would be like the least of the splashes if we could right. somehow still possibly Ryan Day away from Ohio State too. Ryan Day ain't going nowhere. Which yeah, is funny. Up, which is funny because a lot of he was linked to a lot of NFL jobs like like two years ago. Yeah, I know. and it's weird like how like that has really changed, right? Because I don't think no one really foreseen that everybody was going to leave. So everybody thought mm-hmm. he was going to bolt and leave. Yep. But yeah. I think he there to stay. I mean, and that's why I think, and I think when we, when we say it, because coaches are weird. I mean, the most, because they, they, like, they love the challenge. 
Mm-hmm. And I think I think oh, yeah. we you know, as sitting as couch coaches, we're like, okay, it does like like a Lincoln Rally. It doesn't. It's, it's not feasible for him to go to Dallas because mm-hmm. what he's doing in Ohio, uh, Oklahoma, it's almost mm-hmm. a system that he can replicate every year. Because exactly. guys are gonna it's get boring after a while. Like, yeah, because doing every year. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because guys are because guys are gonna go. Quarterbacks are mm-hmm. always gonna be in that transfer portal, and those mm-hmm. and you see the success of what's going on his to the last three years, his track record. Why 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 wouldn't I go to Oklahoma? What do you think? Uh, how would you think Davo Sweeney would do in NFL? You know what's weird? I don't think he would be good, per se. I mean, I think he – I'll put it this way. I think he would be solid. I don't think he would have the success like he would at Clemson. I think he's got more of the recruiting type skill to like yeah. go into like a high school kid's house and like get them to come to his school more than yeah. – yeah, well, actually, like, like yeah. full on coach that team of grown men, you know. It yeah. kind of looks like a little weasel. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Both and I, I don't know if I want to play with that. Dude. And I think with Dabo is more so, can he motivate men who actually get paid more than he does? That would be the biggest yeah. question, in my personal opinion. It's easy. Yeah. It's easier. I think, in my personal opinion, to motivate 18 to 22 year olds versus millionaire 22 to Tom Brady, well, Alan Vinatieri to 46, mm-hmm. you know, um, men, it's going to be very, very interesting. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's dive into some college football while we add that. We'll get that started oh, yeah. momentarily. But, yeah, Dabble, I think, I don't think it would work. I think he would be an average he would just be like an average down the line head coach in the NFL. I I don't think he's ever gonna go there. No, I don't think, I think so either. He, he knows his spot. He knows what he's good at, and he's just gonna stay at Clemson for as long as possible. Yeah, he's once he retires, then he'll go over to Alabama probably. They'll and probably that's, I think him. that's gonna be net. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's going to be – I think that's going to be his riding the sunset type of job where, mm-hmm. you know, of yeah, course, him being a – Yeah, he played Alabama, so. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. He was a, a, a wide receiver. Yeah. I don't think he was any good, but <laughs> he but still hey, played that. No. Hey, you're there. Yeah, so you're all modern. Might as well do it. And it's funny that we're interested when we talked about the um the coaches and most coaches that we talked about are actually gonna be um featured in the college football playoff. So we have number one LSU versus Oklahoma in the first semifinal. Just your thoughts mm-hmm. on that matchup and just you know, just your thoughts on that. Oh, it's maybe more so just the thoughts of well, let's reintroduce all of them. So of course LSU is number one, Ohio mm-hmm. State is number two. Clemson's number three and Oklahoma's number four. So did the committee get it right? I believe they did get it right. I think LSU should have been number one from the get-go. I Thank think you. Ohio State should have been number one last week. Or Who week you tell or whatever it was. Right. They're, they're in the SEC. They beat Oklahoma. Or not, I'm sorry, not Oklahoma. They beat Alabama, beat Auburn. They are beat Georgia. Georgia? <laughs> like, 
I think they I have mean, what, what five. I think they have five top ten wins this year. Yeah, on that mistake, I think it was five. I think it's five. They got the best quarterback in all college football. Like, how do you right, right? Number one. So I'm and, glad they did. I mean, as much as I love Justin Fields over at Ohio State, and I love what they're doing over there. They have a great offense. Running Davis is a mastermind in the offense. And obviously, yeah. Chase Young is an absolute freaking monster. But, you, right. And and this college football playoff, I think they got it right. But then in the same token, this is essentially what the transfer portal is all about. Mm-hmm. These guys are getting the opportunity yep. who was behind certain guys. And it's funny, the irony of it. You got, matter of fact, well, Joe, because you think about it, Joe Burrow, he would have, well, he graduated from Ohio State. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, he would consider, he is considered in the transfer portal because, of course, he's a graduate a graduate transfer, so he would count mm-hmm. in this as well in this equation. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Justin like, Fields. Yeah. Right, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is behind, was behind Jake Fromm. Yeah, he's supposed to be Jay, backing up Jay Jake Fromm. Fromm. And guess what? Yeah. And, he, and Jake Fromm's sitting at home. Yeah, I was going to say, guess where Jake Fromm is. He's playing in the Peach Bowl or some shit like that. Right, right. <laughs> and then you look at um, Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma. He's been back mm-hmm. up behind Tua. Yep. Which, in essence, he, he, I bet Nick Saban won to, um, um, with him now. Yeah. Yeah, see, I was a huge Jake Fromm fan, too. I was all on him. Like, I was, like, all chips on and on Jake Fromm. But after this past week watching them play LSU, I was like, dang. Joe Burrow is the dude, not Jake Fromm. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing that's interesting. Because, and I hate it when people kept on saying, well, you know, I hate when kids make that decision and talk about something they don't. The kids don't like to compete. It's not about that because, in essence, in, in Justin Fields' defense, because everybody thought Jake Fromm was leaving last year. I don't think no one thought he was going to stay. This was supposed to be Justin Fields' team in ninth in twenty nineteen. Yep, that was supposed to be his team. And then just like, and you look at like Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. To his defense, and I understand they might have lost to Georgia if if it weren't for Tua, but this guy led his team essentially to this game and stunk it up the first half of the of the, of, of the game. He gets benched and he gets benched basically forever. Mm-hmm. Off of yeah, having one bad like half. Not, yeah. It's almost like you're not a member of this team anymore. And so, and like, to me, I hate when people, and I hate it. I forgot it was like maybe like Darren Orlovsky, one of those guys that you know. I forgot who it was, but they they're they're so against this type of stuff, and I just it baffles me that we chastise these eighteen to twenty two year old kids. We expect these kids at seventeen, as a senior in high school, to make a decision that they should they should that they should have that they should they should have a commitment for the next four to five years of their life. When you got coaches leaving every day. Yeah, no. I mean, when I was 17, 18, I was thinking about what snack I should get at the freaking gas station. Hey, and just imagine going to what school and then, and then and then imagine you realizing that you might have made the wrong decision 
and you want to transfer. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. Because you look at, like, with, even though Justin Fields isn't going to win the Hasbin, but guess what? He gets that invite to New York, and if it wasn't for him transferring, he wouldn't have had his opportunity. Mm-hmm. He yeah, wouldn't have been not this opportunity to be even leading yeah. LSU, I mean, leading Ohio State to the, um, to the college football playoff. Yeah, he'd be it's right Joe it's Joe Burrow. Think about it. Joe Burrow was in the same quarterback room with J.T. Barry, Cardell Jones, mm-hmm. all behind them, and now he's projected as the number one pick in the NFL draft. And what's Cardell Jones doing right now? <clears throat> Hold on for a second. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Maybe Cardell Jones will come back in the XFL next year. Yeah, he's in um in the XFL with the DC Defenders. Is it, oh, do they already draft? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, he's in the XFL. Nice. Yeah. See, I was just like yep. kind of joking around. That makes yeah, he's playing for the DC team. <laughs> nice. Let's go. All right. 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 Big, big Cardell Jones fan now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. and that's why it's like him. He he's vaulted himself because no one who no one knew who Joe Burrow was. Not at all. No, I remember watching him <clears throat> the first game of last year actually against Miami. He was yeah. He was because uh, that was the first game of the season. LSU Miami. Miami was coming off a really good year, and they were like, I don't know, they were both ranked in the top ten, top fifteen, somewhere around there. Oh yeah, LSU, yeah. Thompson. Right. And I was pissed because I was on my fan, but it is what it is. So oh, I yeah. That was in, like, yeah. And LSU, like, when they were under a less mile, that was the thing. Like, they never really had a quarterback. They always were just, like, a hardcore running team and defensive team. That was their thing. They didn't have, like, yeah. that start quarterback. And they trans and shoe. It's a different yeah. story now. Yeah, way different now. So, good for them, though. I would love to catch a game at Death Valley. That's for Oh, shit. yeah. Yeah, that would have been like, wow, that's like bucket list. Yeah, seriously. It's got to be one hell of a round of shit. Yeah. But, yeah. See, that's why it's like that transfer portal. It's just, it's, it's important. And I think it gives guys hope going forward. Like, hey. I may be the backup here, but who knows where my destiny could be if I move or go somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really don't hear about the transfer portal for other positions besides quarterback either. There's probably lots of dudes that exercise that transfer portal and, like, end up balling out at other colleges and stuff, but you don't really end up hearing about it. Yeah, and that's why I hate when, you know, these you know these guys get, you know, get so caught up in – that emotion of it. I'm like, what if the guy coach the coaches leave and this guy, you know, the the scheme is different and all all other factors. And I'm like, but we we can allow a coach to leave at a drop of a hat. Like, what's going on now? Like, coaches, mm-hmm. you know, the coaching carousel is like going really heavy in in college college in college football, and like mm-hmm. these kids, you know. And you know, just, and that's a, that's a hate when people just yeah. think that you know, they, I mean, I, they commit. Some of these right. dudes are committing when they're sixteen, that juniors, 
juniors in high school. And, then they're and like, they put so oh. much pressure on these kids. Yeah, definitely. Because they, they like, yeah, they, well, all they can do is live and breathe football. That's all they can do. Right. That's all they're allowed to do. But yeah, yeah. and 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 they and they actually did get the committee did get it right. My biggest thing I thought was going to end up happening, I figured they were going to vote up because I found it very strange that Wisconsin was ranked eighth in the in the in the BCS standings, where the college football playoff standings. What do you think they should have been lower? Yeah. Yeah. Even, sure. though, even though even though they just come off a of victory over Minnesota, but. Yeah, they Minnesota Illinois. I think everyone knew Minnesota wasn't. Uh, they're a little bit of pretenders. Yeah, they overachieved you know? big time. Which you know, to their credit, they had a great, yeah, they had a fantastic like year. The to them, they won their game. But, but yeah, for Ohio, for for Wisconsin to vault up there, because I figured this, because my thing was. I figured even if they was going to lose to Wisconsin, everybody said, well, they lost to a top 10 team in a neutral site. They were going to get that benefit of the doubt. Mm. Yeah, they but shouldn't have got that. They shouldn't have got yeah, that. And that's yeah, why that's part of me was like, yeah. especially when they were down 21-7, to 7, I kept on thinking to myself, they still going to let Ohio State in even if they lose. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm a little biased, but towards Ohio State ever since the 2001 National Championship. Oh, yeah. Really, uh, Ohio State leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah, that one game was just, I think by far, that's got to be the most strangest game of the century so far. Yeah. I mean, even though we only went 20 years in, but that was yeah. a game that really, if you would have fell asleep and you would have woke up and you realized that Ohio State Ohio State beat Miami. He's like, how in the hell did that happen? Exactly. How in the hell did that happen? Maurice Claret stayed healthy and Willis McGee tore his ACL. That was scary. That was, oh, my God. I really felt for him. That day I was like, I don't know. Like, he'd have been been through some stuff. Because I remember one time in, I think it was the AFC Championship game, he had a horrible concussion. Mm. I literally thought he was dead. Yeah. And it's just like, that was another one. That I was just like, yeah, I'm talking about when he was on Baltimore. Yeah, when he was with Baltimore. I remember that yeah. hit, and then also with the one with, Mich- um, it, with him, you know, at, at uh, Miami. And I'm like, oh, boy, like, this is going to be, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah, that game, I mean. When you watch the new part, they explain who should have won that game. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every, but, everyone oh, yeah. in the right mind knows who should have won that game. Yeah, but this is one of those games where it just—it's puzzling. The finish in alone just make you like. This is my far was like the cra- one of the craziest games of the of the century thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Sean Taylor was on the field, Ed Reed. Right. Oh, oh my God. Those teams were loaded. That was like, that used to be a show. That just used to be such yeah. a show. Oh, my gosh. They were amazing. Yeah, Frank that was Moore, just... Clem Portis all on the same running back committee. 
Right. Like, does it get any better than that? And it's oh, and it's just amazing to see Frank Gore still at it after yeah. all these years. That is such. That so is like if, that. Oh my god, that is just amazing. And there are there is there are jackasses in this world that do not think Frank Gore is gonna make the Hall of Fame. I'm like, this man just passed Frank Barry Gore's Sanders. He's a first ballot Hall of Fame. God don't care. What happens? Anytime you have over 15,000 rushing yards, I do not care. I don't care if he did it in 30 years. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. Backs, like, last about, like, like their right. time years are probably like six or seven years. Oh, who, like, and then, because this was in one of the sports groups I'm on on Facebook, and one dude said he's never had a Hall of Fame moment. Like, dude, he went like almost ten years with like a thousand yards each year. What the what the hell is that? I think he went yeah, like what eight not, years. Not he, he went like what like eight years with like a thousand yard rushing. Mhm. I think it was like yeah. he, I think it was a solid like eight or nine years, and I'm just like, that's Hall of Fame. That's like even yeah. even taking the I'm like I cannot believe when somebody says he a Hall of Fame. I'm like yes, first ballot. Like right away, like chalk is already read the engrave his name. Start making that statue, that little uh, fake head type thing. Right, and then it's like you said, he was what third on that running back depth chart. You think about yeah. it. Out of all three of those guys, who would who? If somebody would say Frank Gore would still be playing football in twenty twenty, out of all those three running backs in that room, he would have been the third person you would have thought of. I mean, mm-hmm. it's taking an account of just before Willis McGay injury and what have you. Yeah. Like. Portis, I don't know what Portis' deal is really. Like, I don't think he, he just, like, he was kind of lazy, I think. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> was, was because, like, yeah, and I can tell now, like, certain <laughs> stories that he talk about. And I'm like, I hear he, him talk, yeah. You and I just like, yeah, he just, he, he just, he had his moment. Because I remember one year he was talking about, like, when he had a, um, I think he almost had like 250 some yards against like Denver and oh, he yeah. drunk the night before and oh yeah he was uh, he yeah, was he spending was all this money he was like he had to get his money that's why he played so hard because that was a make mm-hmm. or break I think he was a part of the seven four crew with Greg Olson oh yeah gosh and that's another guy <laughs> who I'm really surprised who's still around. Yeah. Greg Olson. Yeah, Greg, Greg Olson. Olson. Actually, I met Greg Olson. I got him on Nice. Yeah, I still have it to this day. Yeah, Greg, yeah, he was, yeah, Greg Olson is. man. Yeah. Yeah. It was back, it was when he was in college at Miami where we were staying at the same hotel they were. And I just saw him sitting there and I, I just, like, had gotten this old school Miami helmet, like one of those little mini ones. That yeah. was 20 bucks. Yeah. I was like, will you sign this helmet, man? I was like, you're awesome. And they yeah, signed yeah. it for me. So this I'll keep awesome. that forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah, those teams, they were just fun to watch. I remember those those battles against Florida State. Oh, the wide right, wide right, yeah. wide left. All those, those I mean, and that's funny. And maybe just maybe because I was just a teenager, but those, oh, my gosh. Those are the games that you just sat down and you watched. Like, it was, okay. you know, 
it is weird because I think it's just I think it's more so I think because you know back then we didn't have social media, so it was almost mm-hmm. like your attention span was a little bit more heightened. And the significance yeah, of I'm it. I'm not going to be able to go watch this on my phone after, or like go right, watch highlights right. on my phone after. Right, yeah. I really had to sit down on, you know, sit down and actually watch it on TV. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is what I'm going to see for the week. Yeah, exactly. That was oh man, that was, those were some good, Thanks, good games. Mox, Reverend, and Tom, uh, big time players, so big time games. Yeah. Oh man, we. Oh man, I remember we was in high school. We used to. Everybody wanted to get that Miami number six jersey. Like, <laughs> yeah. We was like, yo, that number six Hurricane jersey was like, like the sweetest jersey. Like, yeah. I remember one of the guys had the one in in, in the white. I think um, one of the guys had one in the green. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this on, this is fire. Santana was such a boss. Yeah, such a good receiver and fun returner and track right. star. Just walked on, didn't even get a scholarship. I know, isn't that something? I was like, dang. He yeah. said he was playing track. I like, dang. Yeah, like that's like, that's how he got to go to school there because he got a track scholarship. Not right. Even right. I was like, that is so wild. He just walked on to the football team, eventually got the football scholarship. Obviously, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. But yo. Yeah, man, that was yeah, that was oh man, those were the good, that was a good old hurricane days. Yeah, they gotta make the, they gotta figure out a way how to get back to the promised land. I don't know, it's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna, I think this is all, all gonna be a turning point for um, just the whole Florida region, just in general. Yeah, I know, like Florida, I mean, Florida was looking really good for a while this year. Florida State's like on a crazy decline. So Yeah. And yeah, yeah and yeah, I'm, and speaking of Florida, I'm definitely gonna interested to see how they're gonna play against um UVA in in the Orange Bowl. I think that's gonna be cool. Oh yeah. They, I they didn't even know they, they were couldn't playing each other in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. They yeah, yeah, they'll be playing they're part of the New Year's of the New Year six. Huh? There's going to be a lot of Florida fans. Yeah. And then it's going to be, and I think, and it's weird because I think now we're going to get into a point where who's going to run Florida. Florida's doing their thing. Florida State just got um, Mike Norwell from from Memphis. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. I think all that's, you know, how everything's going to pan out in Florida. And then with Manny, Manny there year two, that's going to be interesting. Yep, yep. Manny Diaz. Yeah, Manny. I liked him a lot. It's it's weird. You know how, like, they started that whole turnover chain? Like, he was the one that started that when all of that yeah. became mm-hmm. all crazy and popular. Yeah. And now, like, other schools are trying to figure out different things like that. And, like... Right. I was watching the home game this year. They were probably down 30 points to some team. Like, I think it was, like, Virginia Cup or at least losing by 20-something. And they scored a touchdown, and they, like, threw on these rings. They were, like, touchdown rings or something like that. Wow. It's supposed to be, like, a turnover chain. I was like, you shouldn't be able to do stuff like that. Cool. And, like, you're, right. like, dominating the game, you know? You just look right. like a fool if you're trying to play like that in the cameras when you're losing by 20-some points. 
Man, I kind of blame y'all for this culture. Because even when, okay, so, because I, I, um, last spring I was actually um, doing some play-by-play for a little league, um, for for a little uh, a little league football spring um, for their league. And I was doing play-by-play, yeah, Pop Warner essentially. And they had changed. I was like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> like... I mean that's cool and all. I, I think it was cool because at that time they, Miami was the only one who was doing it, and they were dominating. Like they were just forcing turnovers like crazy. Yeah, it's cool for but kids because like kids are kids, you know. Like it's hard for them to get pumped up about. Right. A lot different than like when you're in college football and like there's hundreds of thousands of people watching you and right. <laughs> Because you I think be I was like twenty points and then celebrating by wearing some chains and stuff. Yeah, because one of the small <laughs> schools they had a cane. Do you remember when the, it was like they made a play to do with walk around with a cane? I think uh, it was. I think it was either like it was. I want to say it was like Toledo or somebody like really. I don't, that one. Well, I, I don't want to um, piss on them, but I don't think you know that's a smaller school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was some bad. I forgot who it was. But I was like, "This is just getting out of hand." Mhm. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta realize like when you should do certain things. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's yeah, and that's one thing where it's just like, eh. yeah, it's it's getting a little out of hand. And then just like, the whole thing, yeah. When the game when Miami was playing Notre Dame a couple of years ago, on primetime football, like at night. In Miami Stadium, and they were just dominating. Oh, you can't turn the ball over. Like that's when you keep putting the chain on and getting the crowd fired up, and like going the TV camera and like start celebrating all crazy. Like, that's when you do it. There's- yeah, y'all. Oh my God, y'all destroyed them that night. It was so cool because it was like, man, that's when we were like, oh, the U is back. Catholics conflict. Catholic yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is crazy how like how that happened? And that was such a cool movie, like just to bring out how everybody thought. And it's weird how everybody thought Notre Dame was just this holier than thou school. And I'm like, nah. Like they still have a bunch of football players that probably got right. They're knuckleheads. That's a on the team too. <laughs> they got some knuckleheads, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, does. right. And to me, if you yeah. playing football, think about it. You playing football, you got to be a form of got to be some type of knucklehead to sustain that type of hits and just to basically just crash your body into another person's body. Mm-hmm. It takes yeah, that takes a, a that takes a mentality like no other. Yeah, and just because their college requires them to go to a church once a week or go to like right. an hour long church class or whatever <laughs> at some point doesn't make but, them uh, amazing Catholics. Right, and that's what's so crazy <laughs> about all that. It's like if people just think that like like they like they holy than that, and I'm like no, like. Not at all. Like these are we still talking about eighteen to twenty two year old kids. Like I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, these eighteen to twenty two year olds. These kids are not caring about that. They're caring about 
trying to make it to the league. And that's what it's all about. And that, and that's what it should be. I yeah. mean, it should be. Especially if they're making all these... They're coming to get a free education. And when you know you're not that good, like, if you're not, you know you're not good enough, but you have, like, that crazy drive, like, I don't understand how some people can just, like, they'll go to football practice every day, six times a week, and go to the games, and no, they're not going anywhere with football in their life, but it's just a free ride to college like that's still awesome good for them all the power to yeah. to be able to do that yeah and it's and it's, and it's a great vehicle even though i think you know there's a little bit of exploitation to that as well especially when you think about the millions that they make off of them and then they, them not having the opportunity to actually make that money and we think about it theoretically it was almost just like oh. i was i always made the example of if mark zuckerberg was playing football at in college, mm-hmm. he, he would have got kicked off. The, he would get. He would have got kicked off this team for making Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is crazy. Which is to me, it's just so bizarre. But it happens. Yeah, no, I definitely I side on that side as well. Like those dudes should get some sort of compensation more than just a free scholarship, you know, to go to school. They deserve more than that. That's for damn sure. Yeah, no doubt. Cause it's and right, and it's just it's just crazy. But um, that's a whole yeah. other topic. Absolutely, <laughs> and so we'll talk about that for forever, so forever, right? Yeah. So let's let's put a bow on this week's show. Who gets this game ball? So basically, give a shout out to anybody in the world of sports. Uh, just a performance that you know you like. You know, want to give a game ball to. Mm, anybody in the world sports? Yeah. All right. I will give my game ball. <sighs> Tough. I didn't watch much basketball this past week, as I would have liked to. So I'm not going to be basketball oh, yeah. related. I'm going to give it to Terry McLaurin. That oh, yeah. On the yes. stand for that one hand catch he made this weekend. I showed you that video today. Yeah, that, that, and that from that viewpoint, I'm like, ooh, that was yeah. nice. That was not nice. many dudes can make that catch. I'm already, I'm ready for the Redskins to sign him to a lifetime contract. Really? We need, to, we need to keep him on our team for as long as possible. Yeah, because he's gonna be, he's, he's gonna be the valuable, <laughs> the most valuable guy on our team. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Yeah. What about you, man? So I gotta give. I'm gonna um, focus my attention to the to preps in this area. I definitely want to give a huge oh. shout out to the Thomas Jefferson Vikings um, and Coach PJ Adams. Um, they um, finished 11 and three. Um, they fell a little bit short of their run for a state championship. They lost last week in the semi state semifinals, mm. but to finish at 11 and three. The best season that they've ever had. Um, just, I'm always a champion of, you know, of city schools and just just high school and high school sports in general. It was just a great story to see them just, you know, you know, having a, just having a phenomenal year. You know, pretty much, you know, going through those um, situations and then just the simple fact of them pretty much being essentially, you know, went to the state semifinals and unfortunately did lose. And just you know, and 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 it's one of the things where I think they're gonna 
this isn't going to be the end of them in the sense where there's going to you're going to see a lot more coming out of this um, Thomas Jefferson squad. So definitely a huge shout out to the um, to the Vikings of Thomas Jefferson and Coach PJ Adams. Great season. Awesome. Definitely looking forward to them in 2020. A lot of things are brewing down on 4100 West Gray Street. So shout out to those guys down on at Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, you're much more familiar with the local stuff than I am, man. <laughs> yeah, wish and I this, yeah. Wish I could get the local stuff some more shout out, but you know I've only been there for a short amount of time. But so. yeah, I know you. I know you like that at um, in Rhode <laughs> Island though. I know you yeah. put on oh, Rhode yeah. Island. Yeah, I could throw some shout out to the roadie. Anyone want to come out to the roadie versus VCU game January seventh, eighth? Oh, when when is, when is, okay, that's, that's during the week. I already got tickets. I already got tickets. It's a weekend. It's a weekend. It's a Saturday. Okay. It's a Saturday. Y'all, yeah. y'all coming to y'all coming to U of R? Y'all coming to Richmond? Yeah. U of R is playing. Yeah, they're playing at VCU. And no, I'm talking about um, University oh, of Richmond. No. They're not playing the Spiders now. Oh, y'all ain't no, coming this year. They're both U U R I and uh, VCU are both A10 teams, so they play yeah. one city spot. Yeah, yeah. Richmond, yeah, Richmond, Richmond, AT and too. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, we, we, we get ready. I'm telling y'all, y'all go. I don't know if we, oh, we damn. probably end up going. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna pull up right now. I think last year we yeah, went to Rhode Island. Say, I was gonna say, let's talk tomorrow. We can figure out what what day we're going to that game. Yeah, because I know I think we played y'all last year in Rhode Island. I think, if my memory serves correct. Yeah, but I would probably end up playing. Yeah, because I hate the Seagull Center. I'm gonna be real, which I hate the Seagull Center. I went to a game like last year. They they, all they do is stand. Is that the? uh, Is that where the Spiders play, or is that where the Rams play? No, the um, the um, VCU played at the Seagull Center. Okay, you don't like their spot. Oh no, I I think it's more so just. I think it's honestly. I'm gonna be real with you. It's kind of a little yeah. bit of jealousy. I'm not gonna be real. I'm gonna be real with you yeah. because okay. I felt as though because the year that they made to the final four, University of Richmond, yeah. yeah, University of Richmond and VCU actually did make the Sweet Sixteen. So we lost to Kansas. Now this is the Kansas team that had the Mar- the, the Morris twins, and yeah. then then VCU ended up beating Kansas to go to the Final Four, and I'm like, man, are you kidding me? Everybody's so, and I usually was mad even then, like, everybody's just so VCU, they made a Sweet 16. We made the Sweet 16, too. I mean, yeah, I'm I mean it's funny, too, because I don't even remember the Spiders being in the Sweet 16. And you point. know what? And, that's, and that was half a damn Richmond. 80% yeah. of Richmonders didn't know that either. Yeah, I know. I was, I was up in <laughs> exactly. Rhode not even. Care. I was watching Kawhi Leonard make me some money on the sports bet for San Diego State. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was trying to pull it up now because I think I, I I really I don't know because I'm thinking we might have played y'all last. I don't know if we played y'all at um because I want to say I don't think I we played y'all in um. Rhode Island. I think we played y'all last year in Rhode Island. If my memory serves correct. 
that pulled it up because that's. I mean, if, if you're in the eight ten, then we should each have a game at each each spot every year. Should have one yeah, game but, in URI and one game there. Yeah, so how um I wanted was the ticket. So um, did you have good seats? You got a good seats for that game? Yeah, they're expensive, man. I was shocked, I and mean, they're way more expensive than I was expecting. They're oh. like triple the price of the Redskins tickets I paid for a couple weeks oh, ago, yeah. <laughs> which is That's understandable, baffling to think about. But yeah, it's so. So actually, we we play you guys on. January the fifth, but it's in Rhode Island. It's at twelve o'clock. Uh, I think that's on a Sunday, if my memory serves correct. I think it's a Sunday. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. I smell a money. I smell. I smell a gentleman's bed. I don't know. It may not be money, but it could be a gentleman's hey, bed. We'll figure it a out. A gentleman's we'll bed. Figure out <laughs> we'll figure something out. A gentleman's we'll bed. Talk. You know. We'll talk. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Something. Something on the line. It don't have to be cash. It could be a no. nice, a nice gentle, a friendly gentleman bet. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll discuss. We'll, oh, we'll convene yeah. at work at some point, and we'll figure it out. Absolutely, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll definitely um, work <laughs> itself out. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, any final thoughts before we depart on this pod tonight? Uh, not too many final sports thoughts. I mean, I'm just appreciating that I was able to be here. Hopefully I can come back again. Oh yeah, you know, man! Awesome. It's always open. The door is always open. Yeah. yeah, it was a great time. Like yeah. you know, I can talk sports for days. So I, it's cool doing it here. Yeah, man, this was fun. This is you know going back and kind of going back down memory lane and just how thinking about yep. those old Miami teams. But it was yeah. cool and it just takes off. It goes in different directions. That you but that's it, it, but that's what it's all about. It's all about the conversation. Exactly. Totally yeah, all about sure. the conversation. So, d Watt, where can they find you on social media? All right, homie. I can, you, they can find me not on Twitter, but they can find me on Instagram at d underscore son. Or they can find me at Dylan Watson on Facebook. That's all I really got. I know I guess I'm kind of lame, but. Hey. <laughs> Twitter, man. It's 2020, man. You got to have a Twitter. Isn't that something that someone's actually linking Twitter to 2020? Yeah. Eventually. Maybe one day. I don't know. (laughs) If I get Twitter, it'll just be to follow sports stuff anyway. Guess maybe I will. (laughs) Yeah. So you follow the show or any of your favorite social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Couch Coach Live, also, check out the podcast on every way that you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, check it out. This has been this week's Couch Coach Live. Definitely appreciate D. Watt for coming through. You know, it was fun. It was a ride. It was fun. Yes, sir. And this has been Couch Coach Live, man. We'll catch you guys next week. All right, man. Take it slow. All right. Yes, sir. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. All right. Peace. All right.